I've always wanted to play this game, but did I really? It's Banjo-Kazooie on it so bad. Tommy. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, just to preface, Panzer Kazooie is in my top five. <laughs> Your own personal top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is a game. Uh, yeah, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your, your podcast from. Give us a, a review, I guess. It helps us. At It's So Bad Pod is the Twitter if you're uh, still on there, even though Elon Musk recently took over. But is he really worse than at Jack? Probably. Who knows? Uh, it's so bad at It's So Bad Pod at gmail.com is the email address. We're adding this week Banjo Kazooie. One of probably the top games for the N64 to the endless list of video games. Uh, would you agree with that statement that Banjo-Kazooie is one of the best N64 games? Uh, in my opinion, yeah. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie was actually the first... Okay, so Christmas 1990-whatever, uh, me and my brother got a Game Boy Color to share. Um... And then the following birthday of mine, I got an N64 that was all mine. <laughs> and I got Banjo-Kazooie as my first game for that. Yeah, um, it, it, it is definitely a game that inspires nostalgia, I believe, for a lot of people. Um, it, for me, though, um, I had the N64 at launch. I've told this story. I got it like two days before the launch of the actual system. I was got it... Somebody was like, oh, Toys R Us has them, and they're just selling them. My uncle, so who I, works at Nintendo. <laughs> no, Toys R Us got a shipment, and they were just selling them, and they were breaking street date. It came out, like, two days before, or two days after my birthday. I got it for my birthday. My parents bought it for me. Oh, no. It was, like, the first time my parents, like, bought something like that for me, because we were not rich. And they bought me both of the games. I guess so. we have that in common. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I had the N64 right at launch, a Super Mario 64. By 1998, though, I was falling off a Nintendo game. So I was definitely, I got a PlayStation. You were looking I for games pl- that did what Nintendo owned. Yes, I played Resident Evil 2. I played Metal Gear Solid. Um, but I did play Ocarina of Time, and I did play Rogue Squadron. So uh, those were also games from 1998 um, that came out that year. Ocarina of Time, uh, we have to add to the list at some point. We have to add another Zelda game. It's been a long time. Oh, we yeah. We really have one. Well, well, we haven't planned out uh, uh, June yet, have we? We have planned out June. We oh. haven't planned out July. Right. Um, but yes, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, made by the studio known as Rare, Um came out in 1998 as we said um published by nintendo did you know that nintendo once had a 49 percent stake in rare i knew it had a big chunk i didn't know the yeah yeah all right so it was 49. The, the most the most it could be without taking it over so that's why i guess in when they got bought by xbox i i thought so i knew they were second party studios so first party studios are like the publisher owns them 
The second party studio is like the publisher funds them completely or the console owner third party studios are neither um so the, i had i assumed they were a second party studio which they were but they were very they were like the closest you can possibly get to being a first party studio only two percentage points of ownership in the 1990s yeah rare has straddled many uh many a line throughout its history yeah, and so uh, do we have any? We have GoldenEye, but beyond yeah. that, do we have any other rare Let's games? Let's see, uh, Viv- Viva Pinata, uh, Cameo Elements of Power, Sea of Thieves, which is also in my top five. Um, they made, a, I mean, they made a ton of games, but on, yeah, the, yeah, list, uh, on the list, I think it's only GoldenEye right Mr. now. So this Pants. is our second, second rare game. Yeah, in Banjo Tooie, there's a lot of references to old rare games. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's like so like Saberman. I think I think before like nineteen ninety four with like in ninety three with Battletoads and Donkey Kong Country is when they really started to to take off. But uh before that, um Oh yeah, don't you ha- have any of the Donkey Kong games on this? Not yet. Oh. There's no Donkey Kong games. Really? Um before that they made games like Championship Pro Am, which was a good one, but like not great, uh, good game, but not great. Like another good game with Solar Jetman, which was super interesting. Not great, but super interesting for the time period. Oh, Jet Set Gemini? Like, yeah, Jet, Jet Set Force. Gemini. No, sorry, I, Jet, Jet Force Gemini. Yeah, that was uh Not N64 Jet Set Radio. Game, right? <laughs> um, and then they had uh, Snake Rattle and Roll, which was another interesting game. But yeah, 1994 is when they really kicked it off and they started making like ridiculously good games like mm. Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong Country 2, 3, um, Blast Core was super interesting, GoldenEye is an all-timer, Diddy Kong Racing. From like 94 through 2001, they like really killed it up until like the PS2 GameCube era. Yeah, well then then they got shifted over to Microsoft and they started, they came out with a bunch of games for like the Xbox and the Xbox 360. I mentioned uh, Cameo Elements of Power, um, what else did they do? It's been a minute. I, yeah. Um, and then at some point, they were like, all right, Rare's going to be a, make a pirate game. It's going to be massive, and you're not going to hear from them for a while. Then Microsoft locked them in a closet for like <laughs> seven or eight years, and nobody heard from Rare. There was the whole like split off with, what was that company, Platonic? Yeah. Yeah, they made... Yeah, yeah. Um, ukulele yeah uh ukulele yeah yeah uh i mean they made like connect sports and they made uh yeah uh rare replay but yeah they didn't do much from like 2010 until 2008 yeah and then 2018 and then sea of thieves finally came out and sea of thieves is a thing and they're just sort of continuously working on sea of thieves now they don't really have any other projects i don't think they uh well they made Battletoads last year. They, well, they developed. Yeah, they. I, I guess it. that's well that was under super. No, they made a new one. They oh. under super. It was a different studio, but it was under supervision from Rare. They yeah. they were making a game called Everwild that's supposed to come out at some point, hmm. but they were making that game. I hadn't heard about that one. All right. But but they keep cranking out content for Sea of Thieves. That game is going on four years old. So. Yeah, I love it. I'm. Yeah. It's not older than... Uh, it's, no, it's got to be older than four years, is it? 2018. Huh. 2018 seems like a lifetime ago, though. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the I I was hoping to play this game on PC. I I have it on. I got it for N sixty four, so I played it on N sixty four. Um, but I wish I, I I have Game Pass, and I wish that Rare Replay was on Game Pass. And I don't understand why it's not on Game Pass. I'm surprised you don't have an Xbox. I have zero Xbox devices. Huh. I have I I own every Nintendo console. I own every Sega console. I own every PlayStation console. I own zero Xbox consoles. Huh. Yep. That's the way it goes. Um, nothing against Xbox. I just never really got into them. I do not subscribe to the console wars. I just bought all three. I have weighed, I have weighed uh, buying an Xbox before, or like an Xbox One for, for the backwards compatibility stuff, but I just... Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. There's I, there I haven't found enough to merit that purchase. Well, it is on Switch. That's what I played it on for this uh playthrough. Yeah, and this was like locked behind Microsoft platforms for uh almost two decades. Yep. So it's cool that it's on Switch now. Yeah. Though admittedly, like I also have it on N64 obviously, and I have it on my Xbox 360 which is still hooked up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It, it, and you played it on your Switch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could sit in bed and play it. That's true, It's true. Plus, Switch. I would have to change the wires around for the 360 and also resell a lot of sound settings. No, yeah. It's not exactly, like, just go. So this game um, was originally... They were they started making this game after Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's que- Diddy's Conquest. Um, it was originally titled Project Dream, and I guess it was, like an RPG RPG named Dreamland of Giants. Huh. Um which was it was like an action RPG, uh but it was using the same kind of graphic style that Dunk Kong Country was using. Um and they say it was inspired by Japanese role-playing games and LucasArts adventure games. Hmm. It kind of looks like that. There's like prototype footage out there. Um it didn't get I don't think it got super far in development. Uh but when the N64 came out, they had to transition because they saw the Super Mario 64 and they were like fuck. <laughs> this game rules. <laughs> We need to do everything to make it our game like that game. So they completely started from scratch when Super Mario 64 came out. Yeah. Um, they built they built their own 3D engine from scratch as well, uh, specifically for this game. Oh, keen. Um, and yeah, so uh, Greg Mails, who was the director of this game, worked on DKC, DKC2, Battletoads, Solar Jetman, um, and he so they evolved it from an rpg and they were like using assets from that rpg into actually the i think the rpg actually came over to the n64 in prototyping and then when they they got a little bit further and they were like "Mm, this isn't gonna work we need to make this more like a platformer um and then they they transitioned one of the enemies in that game into banjo Mm. and the mail says that we came up with the idea that a pair of wings could appear from his backpack to help him perform a second jump we also wanted banjo to be able to run very fast when required so we added a pair of fast running legs that would appear from the bottom of the backpack and soon after we came up with the logical conclusion that these could belong to another character, one that actually lived in Banjo's backpack, and that's where Kazooie comes from. Yeah, uh, to quote uh, the rapper Willy Bug, uh, I got a bird in a backpack, Jansport knapsack, gotta keep it cool for a great big Mac Mac. 
Yep. Yeah. Banjo Kazooie. He's now. Uh, I also, before playing this game, didn't realize how much of Kazooie was in this game. Oh yeah, she talks a lot. Is it a she? Yeah, she's a she. Yeah, Kazooie rocks. Banjo fucking sucks. Just gonna put that out there. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> I think he's all right. He's just Banjo's kind of a bear. He's out to save his sister, you know. <laughs> what, what do you want from him? He is out to save <laughs> his sister. Because he'll do it. <laughs> he's out to save his sister Tootie? Yes. From Gr- Gruntilda? And just as a note, Tootie completely disappeared from the series after this. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Like she's so the ce- like the central character in the first game, and then she's just gone after that. You know what I really hated? One of the things, and I thought I felt like they were rubbing it in your face. Whenever you save, it's like, oh yeah, you lost. Game over. Oh yeah, that was always <laughs> really weird. Saving quit. What a quit. Dick move. <laughs> It's like, it, yeah, because there's like... I actually didn't plays. see that at all in my playthrough because I just kept using save states on the Switch. Yeah, see, I did not. I used the N64. Um, the difference being, uh, I think you... So you have save states. I, on the other hand, had to go through a single level at a time and get all of the fucking notes because they don't uh, persist. But I think they did... Later in later revisions, oh, there's like an a- Xbox 360 version. So I disagreed with that, and I have that version, and I meant to check for that for myself, and I never actually got around to doing that, so I apologize. God damn it. God damn it. Um, I could do yeah. it right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, other things to talk about with this game. So Banjo-Kazooie uh, came about because Banjo-Kazoo... Uh, when they they originally the original like graphics on this is Banjo Kazoo, but they found out that that uh, Kazoo was trademarked, so they they went with Banjo Kazooie. Hmm. Yeah. So ultimately, I'm really curious what you thought of the game, or <laughs> how how your uh, enjoyment went through, because literally as far back as I go gaming, there is not a time I remember. I played very few video games before I got this in 98. Um, yeah. So this is so central to, like, my... Your personhood. I, yeah, my personhood. That, <laughs> like, you're talk, you were telling me how you were having a hard time, like, finding things, and I'm like, oh my god, I cannot conceive of a period of time where I did not already know where everything was just because i had played so much of this game yeah so uh, this game uh there are nine worlds included plus gruntilda's lair uh each world has 10 jiggies which are essentially like stars they're puzzle pieces that you use to open up other worlds there's 100 notes in each world and in between the worlds there are doors where you have to unlock the door using the notes in order to beat this game i believe you need to have something like you need to beat it 86% uh, with a combination of the jiggies the and the the 100 jiggies and 1,000 notes or 900 yeah. notes? 900 notes. Cause yeah, 900, 900 notes. Layer. Yeah, there's 10 jiggies in Gruntilda's Tilda's lair, but no notes. Um, you need 90... Ah, shoot. Um... I, I know I told you this before. I want to say... It's like 92 or 94. No, nah, it's like 98. That. You need 98. There's two left okay. over. Um, you need 98. And some people... 
I'm sure have done it with 94. I am not that person, and it didn't seem like you were going to be that person. But basically, the last four jiggies you'll use is to double your health, which, like, I can't beat Gruntil- the final boss the without that. Fight. It's ridiculous. It's really hard. It is very hard. I I use save states during the fight after a while because I was like, I'm not dealing with this shit. <laughs> I hate. But yes, I love this game, but I hate this fight every time I get to it. <laughs> but yes, you need to you need to get in this game in order to just beat the game. You need to get like 92 percent completion. Yeah. To just beat the game. Oh, um, and to get and... to the uh, double your health thing, you need 862 notes. So, a little more wiggle room on the notes. But not really that much. No. <laughs> it's fucking so hard, like, to get them all. Um, so, the, so, the thing about that is, too, so, you can go into, how it's structured is you can go into a world, pick up as many jiggies as you want, and do whatever you want, and pick up as many notes. But if you die in the course of picking up the notes, you have to start all over again. Mm -hmm. If you, for some reason, leave, you have to start all over again. Um, So from zero notes, and then you have to go around and do, basically have to do everything in the level again in order to do 100, get 100 notes. I'm very disappointed you never made it to Rusty Bucket Bay. (laughs) Because that is like the nightmare level. Yeah, so uh, the thing about this is, just for the audience out there, I have, of the 178 games on our endless list of games, 158. I would say that 95% of them I have played almost to completion or have completed. This game I played seven or eight hours of. I made it to Gobby's Valley, and I was like, I cannot. I've been trying. Gobi Valley, and I've been trying to. I've been trying to get into this game. I'm trying really hard to get in this game. My hardest. I just cannot get into it. It, it. The fact that they make you do everything in a level in order to get every note or pretty much everything, like 85% of everything, um, is just so hard for me to get into. Because you, I feel like this is a great game if you have an endless amount of time and you are a child. <laughs> or if you have the whole thing memorized. <laughs> and yeah, and if you have the whole thing memorized. Um, the other thing is like, so there are 10 Jiggies, 10, 100 notes. Then there's also 10 Jinjos in there. And you have five. to also get... Oh, five Jinjos. Yeah, so you have to get all five Jinjos in a single run. And that can be hard sometimes because they could be in places that are hard to reach. So it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't want to keep doing these levels over and over and over again. I think I 100%ed Mumbo Mountain, uh, Treasure Trove Cove. I did not 100% Clanker's Cavern. Um, because I was like, there was a Jinjo at the bottom of the, uh, the, the lake there in the middle. And I was yeah. like, God damn it. How do I, fuck do I get this? Clanker is pretty bullshit too. Like Clanker and Rusty Bucket Bay are both like miserable. I will say there's also like, um, Mumbo, not Mumbo's Mountain, but Treasure Trove Grove, Grove, Clanker's Cavern, Bubble Goop Swamp, Freezy Sea Peak, Gobi Valley, um, Rusty Bucket Bay. Those all rely way too much on either water or stuff you can't go into and you get hurt if you go into or water that you go in and you go in and you get hurt going into. That's like the worst. I hated the platform games, especially like long long swimming sections. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Just wait till we get to Banjo-Tooie and there is a level entirely underwater. (laughs) 
Like it's not even like the swimming's not even that bad. But for in this game, for some reason, I feel like everything is so tight. Like the in order to get the Jinjo at the bottom of the uh, of the Clanker's Cavern, you like have to be really good because you run you'll run out of air. Or there'll be like a race where you have to be extremely tight um, and extre- you have to do like the best possible in order to beat the race. Or there will be the um, what else is there? Just like there's like a lot of things that have timing around it that is just exceptionally tight. Putting on boots and walking through sludge in order to get like a series of notes. It's just they don't give you enough. And plus on top of it, with a lot of the power-ups, um, the timing on the power-ups is different depending upon which power-up you pick, pick up in which location. Yep. So there's no like universal star length. It's like just it's like specifically for this one thing that you're supposed to do. We've set it at this time. You're talking it's about the fun. maze and gl- bubble gloop swamp right now, aren't you? <laughs> well, that and I was also thinking about how you get into Gobi Desert with the with the boots. It's like mm-hmm. exact timing if you do it perfectly. Yep. yep. So like, I, I have no concept you... of this because I do it perfect every time. I will say they do give you like the cool thing about this game is the actual movement in this game is great. They give you a ton of movement options. They give you the talent trot, the beak barrage. They give you the beak buster, the butt stomp, yep. the shock spring jump, the egg firing slash egg pooping. For some reason, he poops out eggs. Yep. Um, well, that does. makes more sense than firing him out of her mouth. It's true. <laughs> Uh, there's flight. There's beak bomb. There's wonder wing when you're invincible. There's the stilt stride. The turbo talent trot. So there's like a lot, lot of different ways you can get about a level. You can do a backflip by holding the crouching and doing a jump. There's just it. So that that part I thought was pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, it, it's always been a fun game for that sort of thing. Just like making use of its protagonists, I suppose. Like I genuinely like Banjo and Kazooie. They're fun characters. <laughs> I so banjo I don't like simply because he goes uh-huh. <laughs> I hate it. I, I like goofy. I don't like goofy. Yeah. I'm All right, well if you could goofy. you don't like goofy then I guess you won't like banjo. It's true. It's probably true. Um beyond that like the movement options which allow you to get to different places in a, in a variety of ways. Um there's also transformations in some levels. I don't think every level has a transformation. No, right? it's it's only about Let's see, there's none in Treasure Trove Cove, there's none in Clanker's Cavern, uh, Swamp has a, a Gobi's Desert. Swamp has, the, Swamp has the crocodile, there's the pumpkin, there's the walrus, there's the ant. Yeah, and Rusty there? Bucket Bay doesn't have one. Uh, the last level, Click Clock Wood, uh, has a bumblebee. Oh, okay. Oh, that, so that was pretty cool, too. Like, it allows you to get into different places or to walk on walls or to um, slide or, or to, like, swim in cold temperature or, or to go down a toilet like a pumpkin Yeah, for some reason. Love it. And, like, just walk through the swamp, chewing, <laughs> chopping down big mouthfuls of swamp water because you're the alligator and you're only the only one who can attack. Yep. <laughs> alligator um yeah there was a couple areas i was like really trying to break the game with like clipping through walls and stuff and i know you can do it um in some areas especially the i guess the big one is the fan in rusty bucket bay you can like clip through the glass there 
so you can make it super easy. Oh man! But I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it any. I couldn't make it happen. Like that. That uh, fan is hard, one of the hardest things in the game, right? Yeah, that that fan has killed me so many times. So you didn't go in the engine room at all? No, I never got to Rusty Bucket Bay. I got yeah. to. Uh, I didn't get to Mad Monster Mansion either. Mad Monster Mansion looked pretty cool. Mad Monster Mansion <laughs> is awesome. Uh, Clickcock Wood is pretty awesome for a little while, and then you're like, how long is this level? This place is massive, and there's four of it. Um, I did like how there were some mini games, and I liked the fact that each of the pick the jiggies, like most of them, they weren't just like sitting places for the most part. There was like things you had to do, like squash a camel and then squash free a camel and then squash him as he to make him spit into a tree. There's like going through um, some flying rings or yeah. giving collecting presents and giving them out for a jiggy yep. there's like a lot of different things that you do so i thought that was that was interesting uh did you do the really tough one in frizzy peak where you have to kill all the snowmen no i did not uh, that one's hard <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of hard shit in this game like i said everything's really tight for some reason yep very tight it's a well-oiled um, machine i did like the uh some of the some of the games the mini games like the eating more than the crocodile or the flipping of the tiles in the, the memory game or spelling Banjo-Kazooie. Yep. So that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you have to do that twice. When you said spelling Banjo-Kazooie, you didn't do the one in Man Monster Mansion where you have to, like... No, is it, like, super hard? <laughs> no, it only... I got it on my second or third try. Um, <coughs> uh, probably my second try. Uh... It's just, like, kind of really cool, and the music's really cool, and it's very um, atmospheric. Because you're, like, like, the whole place is really creepy, and then you go into this room, and it's just got, like, it's almost, like, out of place for Mad Monster Mansion. There's all these letters on the floor, and all these, like, danger spots, and there's this, like, glass tumbler that's, like, ride me, and go, it's like playing a Ouija board actually i guess that's how it try ties into the theme huh i never figured that out <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but um, yeah you literally do a ouija board uh spelling in um mad monster mansion and there's like this ghost that chases you tell me about the board game the board oh oh grunty's uh cauldron um cavern or grunty's hot mess um the trivia at the end. Uh, so before mm. you play fight the final boss, you have to undergo a trivia game of the entire game, and there's a bunch of different uh, uh, clues you'll get. Like um, she'll play like a musical interlude and ask you what uh, level it's from, or uh, show you like a weird angle of a screenshot of some level, and you have to guess where it's from. Uh, what was the name of such and such character? Uh, what was the voice of a character? Yeah, what the voice of a character sounded like. Just all these questions. Because, like, all throughout the game, there's a bunch of, like, NPCs you'll talk to. Like the aforementioned camel, or the tree talks, or everything talks. Except for the snowmen. They just go, ha ha ha. Wow. And so, yeah. and so you have to go through this board game... And if you fuck up, you get a, a health piece taken away, right? Yeah. Uh, if 
like you can go it's... through and they they have like honeycombs on the board you can get like uh, uh joker cards that let you skip a question there, there was one question that always tripped me up and i just wound up burning through all my joker cards there's like sudden death questions where if you like get it wrong you just lose automatically and gets sent back to the start of the thing uh ultimately there's not much to say about it. it's just like a trivia game about the game at the end of the game it's crazy the things that they ask you though i feel like are extremely hard if you have played this game once yeah yeah probably because you can get uh, there like i think that's 750 maybe 800 notes um it doesn't take any jigsaw pieces to get through. Obviously, you'd need to get as far as Click Clock would or so. Um, but yeah, you, um, so you could get to the trivia game. I don't think you would even need to have played uh, Click Clock Wood to get to it. Um, so therefore, you might just not know a lot of the information that would be in the trivia game. Yeah, interesting. Um, and then the Gruntilda fight is just... There's like three phase, four phases? Yeah, honestly, I don't think it's a bad boss fight. It's just kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, particularly with the camera controls and just a lot of the control limitations of an N64 game. I will say the camera in this game, I feel like, was particular... So, I wouldn't say particularly bad. I would say that it was not very good <laughs> yeah um it, yeah it, it, was, that it was difficult to like get around corners and stuff uh, uh yeah that, that's that's a problem a lot of like early 3d games have so i'm not gonna yeah you're right i mean it's not good <laughs> <laughs> um, they literally just figured out this technology <laughs> <laughs> yep yep and so uh, we come to the end of this discussion. One thing I will say before we start ranking it, there's now there are now five Banjo-Kazooie games. Have you played them all? I've never actually played uh, the racing game that was for like the Game Boy or the Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance, yeah. Yeah, but I am... Banjo-Kazooie's Grunty Revenge. Yeah. Oh, no, or Banjo-Pilot. Wait, what? There's also ba there's Banjo-Pilot. What's Grunty's Revenge, then? Uh, it is a Game Boy Advance game that is a 2D platformer. Huh. I guess I haven't played I that one. I didn't know about it either. I thought the racing game was called Grunty's Revenge. Huh. No, nah, it's ban Banjo, Banjo Pilot was a kart racing game for the GBA. Huh. All right. Uh, but you played... You well, played I played Nuts the main Bolts. series, yeah. I played Banjo-Tooie and I played Nuts and Bolts. Did you like Nuts and Bolts? I love Nuts and Bolts. Everybody hates it. I don't know why. Yeah, so, like, I feel like when it first came out, people hated it. But since then, people... I think the people have actually... I've never heard it. anybody say anything good about Nuts and Bolts ever, except for me. Uh, recently, I feel like it's had a res renaissance with people talking about it. Let's see like, how. It's never been re-released. I think that the... Um, the for if you took it at face value as a banjo kazooie game it's probably not great but as a just a game game it's probably great yeah i mean I the characters what... are there they do banjo kazooie stuff like I, I, <laughs> I don't get i don't understand the criticism of nuts and bolts like they're like why is it 
racing game. I was like, it's not a racing game. It's a vehicular platformer. <sighs> so for me on this game, having played it, have played, you know, half of it, I would say, once. And secondly, uh, Banjo's not... been in more racing games than he's been in platformers. Oh, <laughs> at least yeah, at the time that in... came out. Now he's in Smash Bros. too, so. Yeah. Um, for me, like, movement was good. I thought the mo- movement options were pretty good. I liked the characterization for the most part. I th- thought the cool there was pretty unique things and cool things to do in each level, and that was fun. Um, and I feel like, as I said, if you had unlimited playtime, I think this game would be great. However, on the other hand, the fact that any any game, no matter what game it is, even if I love the game, I think if you have to get 96% of the jiggies and 86% of the notes, then that fucking sucks <laughs> of the collectibles that are in this game. It's just too much. Like, it just, it, like for me, for playing it for the first time, when I first read that, I was like, I'm never going to play this game. I'm never going to beat this game. Um, just sucks. I so, guess that's then, fair. <laughs> what? What's that? I said, I guess that's fair. And then, like, um, the fact that three of the first four worlds are a very considerable amount of water that is very dangerous to you and annoying was ridiculous to me. And then we didn't even talk about the one thing that also really grinded my gears about this game is the overworld, Gruntilda's Lair, having never played this game before and having no idea where to go, I thought that that was needlessly just confusing. Hmm. You know, Gruntilda's lair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I guess once again you're talking about things that are like so ingrained into my memory. It's like like to me it's like of course I know how to get through Gruntilda's lair. I've well, always been there. <laughs> so like, say, like like if you played is... to the end and you watched through the credits and you beat Gruntilda because the credits come before Gruntilda <laughs> and then you saw like the post game sequence and you watched the end thing up after the end comes up it slowly zooms in there's like this character shot of like Banjo and Kazooie and everyone else in the game and then there's me and it's like New Year's Eve 1917 <laughs> that's me and Banjo Kazooie I've always oh, been there yeah yeah I like so when I say the overworld's confusing, like you get in the camera. It, I will say this: one thing that really annoys me about some N sixty four games too, when you pop into a level, and you have to press forward in order to run in a door, and then the level loads, and when you press forward, it runs you back through the door. Yeah, for me is like yep. a really small like pet peeve. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, for me, when I- you like enter. The, it, like the camera's on you in Grindelda's lair, and like even there, they don't give you an indication of where you go. And if you try to turn the camera, it it like doesn't work because it won't go behind you because you're too close to the wall. Yep. So like for me, like that is bad design. Um, that's how I feel. I don't consider it bad design because it predates the design conventions that would well, establish that as bad bad design. Uh, and Super Mario 64 got around this and how they got around this was for the most part most of the levels like back then like the camera was like a physical object that was behind you 
and so it would bump up against a wall. Uh, and Super Mario 64, most of those levels are wide open so that you can go all the way around some him. But in these levels, there's, some of them are so tight that you can't move the camera. And some of them have fixed camera angles, like when you enter the maze uh, in um, the swamp. Like, it just makes it hard when it's a, either a fixed angle or a um, your camera controls kind of suck. So, I don't know. I don't know. Like, right. I didn't think they could... Like, so, where do you want to place was, it? That's, that's what we're trying to ask here. All right, so we have Mario Party at 81. We have, I'm looking at in 64 games, just so mm. you don't like blow a gasket. What? Uh, I... Mario Party. What's that? No, 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 you call it. Mario Party at 81. We have WWF No Mercy at uh, number 44. And then I don't believe we have an N64. Oh, we have Star Fox 64 at 26. Mm. Like, I could see it going anywhere in between Star Fox 64 and mario party i could see it going anywhere in between there so you don't think it could go above star fox 64 i don't think this game's a better game than, mario, than star fox 64 i feel like just like the fact of how arbitrary the number of collectibles that you have to get um and the fact that you have to go into a level and get 100 notes to get 100 notes in one go i always like, thought star would... fox 64 was a pretty tough game but okay <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think, I don't think it's. So, it's more okay. forgiving than Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, I don't think it's diff. It's like difficulty for the sake of difficulty. It's not difficulty because. It's difficulty I mean, Banjo Kazooie like, not it, even it feels... like really difficulty. It's just a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's it, it, like, and I don't want to exist in that world for that amount of time. <laughs> In order to get all that stuff, I don't have the amount of time necessary to beat this game. Yeah, and invest like in it. there are two jigsaw pieces. Like I, I said to you, like don't even worry about it. Most of the jigsaws are not all that hard. There are just two I would cut out, and thankfully you can cut out two. And you were like, no, it's just going to take too much time. <laughs> two. You can only cut out two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two out of a hundred. Mario 64, I think there are 120 stars. You need to get 80 to beat the game. Mm. <laughs> so you have 40 that are extra, and that game designed to meet. Like, thinking about it, like Odyssey, like Mario, Super Mario Odyssey, they give you like a million boons, and they just want you to progress. Um, and it just feels so good to get those moons. I will say that feels... was. Banjo Tooie is a sprawling game that goes on forever there are so many collectibles but i'm pretty sure you could you could beat it with like 60 percent of the stuff see if this game was like that i would have played this game and i would have beat this game but it just got in my head at the very start they're like you have to get 90 90 percent of the collectibles every collectible if it was if it was just puzzle jiggies puzzle bases i would i would 100 percent beat this game because I think I could go go through and get 98 jiggies. Like, I could totally do that. But the fact that you also have to get, like, 86 notes on average per level it hurts my head. Yep. <laughs> it's damaging. So. So, I don't know. I Like, as I said, this is a top five game for me. Like, looking at the list, if I'm judging against... Like, I cannot conceive of the problems you have of this game. That's my main problem. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I could so, put it... So, like, I'm just like, we have a new number 13. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's your list, man. You place it. Uh, well, I want your input. Well, so. that's my input. <laughs> you want it at number 13? Yes. It's way too high for me. I know. I can't do it. All right. Do it. So let's look at 26. So there's Star Fox. <laughs> And then we go down, we got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Now, I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is kind of a janky game. Um, do I think it's better than Final Fantasy VII? Final Fantasy VII is number one on a lot of people's lists. Uh, so what if we... Well, I mean, maybe you don't think it should be as high as Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So, I mean, I could compromise with you. Like, Tony Contra, Hawk's Pro Skater... Black Flag, I really need to play. Better game than Contra, for sure, I think. Yeah, okay. Like, I th- all right, if you want like, to set the I'm line looking... as Star Fox 64, and I, I gotta yeah. go down from there. So, uh, looking at it, I played Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater. I love Tony Hawk's um, Underground. I, I love kind of playing a Tony Hawk's game, but I didn't like the Pro Skater model. So, I really enjoy, like, I just played that game, and I came at that game... I think with the same expectations I had going into playing Banjo-Kazooie, which was like, I've always, I, I, like, I've played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 and 3, I think, before, but not Pro Skater 1. I was like, this is probably going to be early. It's kind of really, probably going to be tough to play, like Banjo-Kazooie. It's in that same era, so it's got, like, that 3D stuff. And I'm pro- I was like, oh, it's going to be such a pain in the ass to get through. And then I played it, and I was like, holy fuck, this game still holds up. Like, it's re- still a really good game for what it is. So I enjoyed that game more, but at the same time, I could I could compromise with you and say that this is number thirty. Um, I would be happy to put Banjo Kazooie at number thirty on our list. Uh, okay. All right, cool. I know that Banjo Kazooie means a lot to a lot of people. So and and I know it's like it's like known as a very good game, and for for what it was, I do feel like there are a lot of people with nostalgia berries for it. Um, or like member berries or whatever the fuck the South Park thing is. I don't even member know why berries I'm using a, a South Park reference right now. But if you look at this game combined, read compared this, it has an Oprah sticker on it. <laughs> um, if you look at like this game compared to Super Mario 64, first off, they were 100% aping this game. That's like been quoted by the director. They re we did everything and then like i feel like super mario 64 is more for everybody and this game is just like you like 3d platformers well we're gonna give you this in your face here's a challenge (laughs) so we have a new number 30 on our endless list of video games it is banjo kazooie from rare published by nintendo and Tommy, thank you so much for coming on and helping us rank this this uh, this game. You're welcome. Uh, we will be back next week. We have another game to add to our list. That game is The Guardian Legend for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's been quite a while since we've done an NES game, I believe. It has been since Super Mario Brothers 3 in uh, November, so... Look out for that. A cult hit. A lesser tier hit. The Guardian Legend. But yes, thank you, Tommy, again. You're welcome. Thank you, Mike, for having me. See you next week.